This podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. What you hear on Cold Truth, it is subjective. It is based on the perception of myself, the interviewees, and what is available to us, the public. We are not law enforcement, prosecutors, or judges. They are the ones, the only ones, that are tasked with the responsibility of serving out justice. My goal is to tell these victims' stories to the best of my ability and to gather as many facts as I can. On this episode of Cold Truth, I will be joined by Miss C today. She is a longtime resident of Candlestick. She lived there at the time that Shannon disappeared and remains there to this day. I have decided to break this interview up into a three-part series. And at 9 p.m., we will have a live call-in with Miss C on my YouTube channel. The link will be in the description. Timeline. Ooh. Are you going to talk to me about that dang walker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to bring the walker up. I'm about to bring it up. But, see, and it's, so it's back to this crazy dang walker. Green sees her go and knock on the Halloween man's house, and Halloween man ain't home. Well, then Miss Green didn't see her anymore. And then she goes up to the police officer's house. And keep in mind, this all started in and around quarter to 12, okay? Mm-hmm. Somewhere around in there. And and it's not, it's less than a block. Then she goes up to the police officers and, you know, he's got to get ready for work. So he didn't let her in. You know, where did she go from there? Nobody knows. No one knows. Mm-hmm. But I have a theory. And I think she left, accidentally left that walker at Halloween Man's. Mm-hmm. And she went back down that way to get it. And I think then it's, that's when she probably got in the car with somebody. Right. Because they were ready to take her to the store. This girl loved to go to the store, loved to go to the store to get candy. And I understand she had asked one or two other people to take her to the store already. Can now least here's one. another question I asked you: Where is she getting all this money for candy? That's all. That kid had a sweet tooth, man. <laughs> but anyway, well, uh, I know she did do work for, and I found it. It was actually an article in the paper that a neighbor of yours would pay her to do chores for her. It wasn't the root beer man, old creepy man. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just something innocent. But I, I do see your point of keep going back to when we heard in the podcast of uh, the root beer man saying, oh, she probably went to get candy. That, mm-hmm. That's just such an odd statement to make. But they say that he is not a suspect. From what, I under, from what I've okay. been told, that he was completely ruled out. Yeah, I mean, the papers say that. So I, I don't know. I don't know how they ruled him out. But, well, um, there's only one way they can rule him out because I think. Didn't didn't I hear that he was at work the day this happened? I'm not sure. I haven't heard. You know, but that is an alibi or DNA. If they have it, would be the only way. Yeah, to I think rule somebody told out. me he was at work. Now, don't don't take that to the bank. But that's what I heard. But mm-hmm. and like I said, here we go back with rumors. You know, I don't yeah. know. I can't confirm that. Did they have DNA? I don't know. Oh, well, I have heard they had uh, mitochondrial DNA. But you know, is that true or is that memorex? You know, right. Yeah. All I can go by is what I read in that appeal from McElroy, where they asked him for his DNA. He said he didn't do it, and he'd be happy to give it Mm -hmm. to make sure he didn't kill Shannon. And so he said, no, I didn't. Here's my DNA. And they say in there, and later that proved to be the truth. So Mm -hmm. 
If they compared his profile, why ask for it if you don't have, like, you know what I'm saying? Why say that? Because this is an appeal. Exactly. It does lead me to believe that they have, maybe it's not triable DNA, but Uh it's, it's clearable. They can be covered as not being the contributor to that profile. But it's not large enough to exclude beyond reasonable doubt, or it's not large enough to, say, convict the killer. Uh But they are able to exclude people. And that happens quite frequently, a lot more than people realize. Well, to be honest with you, Mel, uh, this crime has really, and it continues to upset the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, this actually happened two years after Shannon. Mm-hmm. It was this little boy walking down the street right here in front of my house. And this woman come out the front door like a banshee, mm-hmm. yelling and screaming, don't you know about Shannon Pop? Don't you know about it? And I just looked at her like, woman, chill. And I told the little boy, don't worry about it. Just go on. I'll watch you. So I watched where he was yeah. going. And I told her lady, I said, lady, you don't need to be doing that. It's You'll tired. be scaring these wow. kids ass so they won't even want to go to sleep at night. So, yeah, I mean. And it's just yeah, like but, a knee yeah, it's panic. community. It really is. My lawn guy didn't know her, mm-hmm. but had seen her out and about before and went to her funeral. That's how much of an impact it had on the community. Yeah, it was people that just there. I mean, so community support and the family. Oh, and I wanted to ask you, um, when did you hear about the walker? Did you hear about this walker back then, or is this was this new information? I think I heard it uh, a day or two after. Okay. And I heard it from uh, either from the family or a very close friend of the family. Okay. Who I can't get in touch with. She's moved. I don't even know where the heck she is anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to search for her because she knows a lot of stuff. That'd be great. You, yeah, it would you're, be. you're good at searching, so you go right ahead. <laughs> the necklace. Did you hear about the necklace back then? As a matter of fact, I heard about the necklace, and I heard it about uh, with the day it was found, actually, by the friend, the close friend of the family. Mm-hmm. I sure did. And then the FBI went and woke up one of the kids in the night asking them about the necklace. And, mm-hmm. of course, the little girl said she couldn't remember anything about a necklace. But, I mean, what, kids eight, nine years old and dead asleep? Come on. Who, who was this that they woke up to ask? One of the kids. Of that, Shannon's uh, friends? One, or One of the kids of friends. Okay, so you and a friend of had said that Shannon and some of the other kids, and some of them got in trouble for it, too, would crawl mm-hmm. through the, oh, what, did, oh, he, what yeah. did he call that? There was a drain pipe. I mm-hmm. would not say it's a drain pipe. That is on the candlestick side of the road. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's big enough for kids to get in. Mm-hmm. But these kids would crawl through there. And this is a four-lane highway, guys. Keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. And they would crawl through, and there would be a median there, and, and the kids would pop out right there in that median. They, <laughs> oh, did, they oh. had to put a big, big old piece of concrete over to stop oh, it. Oh, I would hurt my children. Oof. Oh, that, and if that wasn't enough, they would get back here in this, and I'm, I'm surprised these kids didn't get snake bit, I promise you. They'd right. get back here in this uh, creek mm-hmm. and play into some of them, go up in some of them drains. Mm-hmm. I said, kid, Callie, I, I am. I'm surprised they didn't get snake bit. Right. 
And it just, I don't know, I just kind of thought of this as we're, as we're chatting, which ha- happens a lot. And that's why I like talking to people in interviews. When you're bouncing things off of each other, you, you come up with new things. But yeah. I wonder if that necklace belonged to a friend of Shannon that had gone over there with her that day. Maybe they did go through the, the drainage pipe like I've been told they did do. They weren't supposed to because it's dangerous. Uh-huh. But... Maybe it was a friend of hers, and maybe they just were scared they were going to get in trouble and didn't want to say, oh, that's that's actually my necklace. Yeah, now, I was you got to remember that. I can understand that, but you got to remember, we can't prove who she's was, was she with anybody that day. Well, we won't know until they come forward and talk. And Yeah, well, they probably would. Hey, let me remind you, if you're one of the kids that was with her doing that, don't worry, your mom can't whip you now, you're too big. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... But she might get scoped for it. But, yeah. uh, and it could know, be something that the police, yeah. they know that, and we just don't. You know, we're not, yeah. we don't know don't all know. that they know, but it just seems odd. I And those are the things, the walker, the necklace, just different little things you're trying to kind of figure out. Is that a red herring? Is that a distraction? Is this the car, the sketch, the... Two other cars, you know, there just seems to be a lot of, like, distractions. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of this podcast is, you know, I, I there are, everyone has their perception of reality. But at some point, we got to get down to the cold truth, the bare facts. And mm-hmm. I know that I read in an article that the police had, had asked for the neighborhood's help in recreating a timeline. And I sure to God hope it wasn't as frustrating for them as it has been for me. I'll tell you what. Um, and I know, remember, you know, 19 remember, years has gone by. Remember when I came and first got involved with the group? I told you I kept reading stuff, reading stuff, reading stuff. Mm-hmm. And I finally put out, I said, this is incorrect because I got tired yeah. of seeing all the bull. Yeah, right. Right. I imagine it has been frustrating with them. Yeah, and and I don't mind. I think that I think that people are so afraid that I I might stop doing what I'm doing if they called me out or told me, "Hey, you're you know you're wrong about that. I don't agree with you." And that is so far from the truth. I don't give up that easy. Like no one's gonna piss me off. I got I got snakeskin over here. It sheds real quick. <laughs> And, you know, and that that's the thing. This I'm doing this because I, I want people to talk. If I'm wrong about something, I know you always do. But, like, just say, hey, you got that wrong. You know, let's talk about that. And let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Some kid that lived here at that time knows and saw something. And I think that somebody has questioned them and badgered them so that they're afraid to, to speak up. And whoever did the questioning yeah. and badgering, if they weren't the police, do you know what they need to do? They need to sit down and zip it. Because yeah. you have created problems for everybody else trying to help do this. And anyhow, uh, I just, just wish that everybody would just do that. I mean, if they want to come out and talk, please yeah. contact me. Please contact me. I promise you, it will not be badger. Yeah. I can promise you that. Well, I think it's a thing of, you know, I'm doing this with... Shannon's family and for them and for the community. And that's why you hear all of these interviews. If we have a group where I'm asking questions and I'm trying to get people to talk, even if they don't want to talk to me on the podcast, I can still read a statement that is so helpful. If they've already are emotionally drained by talking to someone else, they don't want to talk to me. Uh And um, it does get 
a little frustrating. Yeah. And it, it, well, see, <laughs> see, the one thing that's been very frustrating, Mel, is some people want to point fingers at one person, one person, one person. And when you try to say it will da-da-da-da-da, then they keep bringing you back to this one person. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. That is absolutely wrong. And it should not happen. And that's, once again, eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's not that flipping hard. And I'm telling you, oh, yeah, this is something everybody needs to remember. And I think people that live in mobile homes can attest to this. You can hear stuff outside very easily because right. it will actually echo in your house. And had she screamed, somebody would have heard it. Mm-hmm. Somebody right around that vicinity, if they were home, would have heard it. And I guarantee you. And so, I what can I say? Right. And, frustrating it is it gets frustrating but you know what like at the end of the day we're not here to hopefully we can bring things to light and man i'll tell you what whenever i get information there's so much information in this case and so much like you said earlier to weed through it does get you kind of just like oh my gosh some days you're just like i don't i don't know i don't know i can't i've heard it's like an oxymoron half the time uh-huh. where you're just on, well, it's uh, untruly true. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. And that's okay. That's okay if I don't know. And that's what this is about. And it does, like you said, there, there was a lot of people that zeroed in on uh, a couple gentlemen. We've talked about them on the podcast before, Ty Foster uh-huh. and Jack Gibson. And there's a lot of influence on that. Um, what, you know, but the thing is, it's kind of odd because neither of them look like those sketches. No, they don't. Ty Foster ha- was a slim build, at least in the picture I've seen of him in the news, a slim build, very slim face. Ace, you know, his, his features were very symmetrical, blonde hair, so no mole, nothing like the sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Gibson, I mean, I don't see it. I, I guess he was kind of big, it, but he didn't have a mole. He didn't have bulging blockhead. I just, it's weird that such conflicting things from the very beginning. You know, are you looking for the sketch or are you looking for to blame something. it on somebody? Let me script on you a minute. Flip it, girl. Now, let me ask you, you, you say you're living here. If mm-hmm. you saw a man that looked like that sketch wandering around this, wouldn't you remember him and wonder where the heck you came from and you look odd? Heck yeah, I mean. And, and they said that they saw they saw this guy out here on Astros by the uh, school pickup. Well, I could see the school pickup from my back door, and I was in and out all day long before I went to work. Right. With my dog. So, and I didn't see anything like that. You know, could it have happened afterwards? Of course. Or if it could have happened, you mm-hmm. know, when I had my door shut, yeah. not out with a dog? Of course. But right. my point of it being is there is a link missing somewhere. If everybody would remember, if everyone's listening to this podcast would remember something, we are not detectives. We cannot prosecute. We cannot arrest. But what we find out and have it researched, we can turn it into the authorities that can. Mm-hmm. And that's how we can help. And by talking about it, we're raising awareness. We have got so many. I mean, the the group, the page, I mean, it is just a, every day there's at least 10 people liking and following her page and uh-huh. sharing. And the response of, 
of the community and it's spreading um, with the help of other podcasters like Murder at Land Between the Lakes. I mean, it's spreading. We've got followers in Tennessee that are sharing and liking and involved. And we have people from Tennessee that are going to come to the vigil. We have people from Georgia and Florida. And I mean, it's just and Rick Hendricks has agreed to do a, a, a radio interview. I mean, do people just really care? Brad Golson he shares it to his group and those counties. I mean, it's really just spreading like wildfire. So at the end of the day, whether we whether we ever find the answers, you know, because I did see that um, one of the witnesses did come forward in the group when I had asked a question in the group and shared a, a news article and said that this did happen. But you got to think, in my position, I'm sorry, but I, I'm... I got to lean towards what the grand jury and the prosecutor and the reporters that were there that day had to say. And they say that the sketch is not valid. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have not heard from this person. I have reached out to her um, to talk to me. Like, tell me, you know, tell me what. I mean, because it could have. We just don't know. So, you know, if you want me to believe your side, you got to tell it to me. You know, and until then, I am going to not be talking about anyone that looks like that sketch anymore. Uh, I agree. I, I totally agree. I mean, the DA has come out and said the grand jury, and I agree. And, and you can prove to me that sketch is actually true. I'm not going to believe you. As a matter of fact, I was talking to the PI friend of mine who uh, was here working with this stuff uh, when it, all this happened. And, we, and I talked to him. And he said it then. He said, that ain't right. And then the other day, he said, I'm glad they gave up that script, uh, that picture, because he said, that's not right. So it's, um, you're going to have to do some proving to me, because they, we've got, what, two kids that say, admitted that. There's a, on a different day, but going back, okay, mm-hmm. that, where's this person if it was on a different day? If it really stuck out to them, even if it was on a different day, it still, it still could be valid. I mean, we have seen quite a, quite a few, even if it didn't happen on that day, to see Shannon talking to this person. That person mm-hmm. could have easily come back on the 16th. Exactly. And it still could be something that needs to be looked into. But I think that we've done about as much as we can do on that. You know, I can't talk about it anymore. Um, there just isn't you know, anything they, left to say. One of the things they kept talking about was the... Red Jeep and a car, I think it was a white car that had a road tag. And no one said anything else about those two vehicles. Well, because they were attached to the description of the man from the witnesses. So, well, I would think the probably the man, if the man looked like that, he probably was driving a Jeep. There's been 55 but, cars mentioned. What are you talking about, just two? I mean, I have heard. I know. I've heard about that. Lord blue car have too. mercy. There's been cars everywhere. So, I know what. We could open a car lot, couldn't we? Yes. Yeah. So, so we could open folks, something. This is, what, this is what I'm saying. It's so much information that has been flooded into here, weeding out. No, this can't be true. Just like I found an article yesterday mm-hmm. that attached Shannon to this blue Sebring. Well, then I did a search. Well, that blue Sebring didn't belong to that. It belonged to somebody else that had gotten Alzheimer's patients. Right. So that's how things get muddled. Right, yeah. And that's the reason I only shared that with mm-hmm. three people, actually, because the third person was helping me investigate. 
So mm. it's it's just that kind of stuff. I mean, it's Mel does a lot of, of um, as well as Wesley. So we no one wants to put out any false information. And there in lies what was being reported to the police back then and even today. It's not necessarily false. It's what you perceived it to be. And come find out it's not right, not accurate. So I'm not gonna say it's false. It's just not. Accurate. It's that kind of thing. So right, just quit poison in the water. And take the blinders off for Pete's sakes. I really wish these kids, they're adults now, but they'll mm-hmm. always be kids to me. Right. I wish they would come up and say, I want to talk to you. Or, sure, fine. We'll talk. I'll sit down and I'll talk to you all night long. I really will. If it, and especially if it helps you. But I want to get these kids help. Right. You know, part of the, the PTSD, I, I worry about these kids. For sure. And, um, so, and I know the families have really had their hands full too. So, but I appreciate that. For me, it's just a matter of we're already going back 19 years, and the way that I am, I want firsthand information. Not that it has to go on here at all. That's not it. Right. Like it doesn't. It can be completely private. I can change voices. Mm-hmm. I don't want a podcast about third, fourth, fifth hand information. I don't uh-huh. like that. I like facts, at least firsthand accounts. And so. Yeah. yeah, just tell me where she was with that dang walker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> dang it. That Come dang on, tell walker. me where she was with that walker, please. I know. On the podcast. And I'll be happy to address it. And if I know the answer, give my best answer that I got. You sure I mean, will. I don't mind answering questions, but I'll tell you what I will not do. I will not be badgered. But no, I'll try my best to answer any of the questions. Well, we're going to roll tide on out, and we okay. will pick up next episode. Okay. Thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Cold Truth. Please share, like, subscribe, rate, heart, star, follow, and all the other buttons I forgot. Jeez. If you have time for an interview or have a tip, please email me at coldtruthpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, there is a child killer still out there somewhere. Don't let another day go by without turning in your tip to the proper authorities. I'll give you a second to grab a pen and a paper. You can call the secret witness line for Prattville PD at 334-595-0259. You can also call Detective Sergeant Tom Allen, Prattville PD, at 334-595-0256. Or you can email him at tom.allen at P-R-A-T-T-V-I-L-L-E-A-L dot G-O-V. As soon as I hear back from the investigator with the Alabama Bureau of Investigation, I will hopefully have a direct contact to add here. But for now, straight from the Attorney General's Office website, to which Shannon is among the 12 cases featured on the site. Three are pending, as of now. That gives me hope that Shannon's will soon state pending as well. Quote, the Office of Attorney General has set up a telephone number and email address to receive citizens' tips 
that could help bring justice and solve cases that have gone years without being solved. People who may have evidence or clues about cold cases, sexual assaults, and murder are encouraged to call or email the Attorney General's office and share this information. Cold Case Toll-Free Hotline 866-419-1236 Cold Case Email Cold Case Tips at alabamaag.gov Please note, in order for the office to follow up on any information submitted, you must leave accurate contact information. End quote. The candlelight vigil for Shannon is fastly approaching. I am so glad to be able to attend this event and spend some time in Prattville. I plan to go live during the event on YouTube for those that cannot make it. Please subscribe to Cold Truth and be looking for the lives while I'm in town. The link is in the description. I'd like to thank the Justice for Shannon Facebook group and page followers, the community, Bama Mike for his video on YouTube, Mayor at the time of Shannon's disappearance, Jim Beard, who answered my Twitter saying he plans to attend, along with Mayor Gillespie, who is the present mayor of Prattville, who also plans to attend, and Shannon's family. I cannot wait to see your guys' face in person. Well, at least half of it anyway. Which reminds me, the governor of Alabama has extended the mandatory masks. We will have some available if you forget yours, along with hand sanitizer. Please bring a blanket or chair and join us for some live music, speakers, candlelight vigil, followed by 19 lanterns sent heavenward in remembrance of Shannon. This event will start at 6 p.m. at Pratt Park Amphitheater area, 460 Doster Road, Prattville, Alabama, 36067, where we have plenty of room to stay six feet apart from strangers. See you on the 16th, but for now, y'all have a good one.